Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. It is good to win. It's good to overcome. Hallelujah. And those that trust in the Lord and won't quit, He always causes us to triumph in Christ. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come into the classroom. We've saved you a seat up front so I can get real close and look in your eyes and see if you're getting this or not. (laughs) Turn off everything else. Give the Lord your full attention for these few minutes. We live in a, a world, the scripture said there are many voices in the world and none of them without signification. Uh, Turn off some devices and, and, and quit checking things every, you know, three times, uh, uh, every few seconds. Uh, give the Lord your full attention. I'm telling you, it's not just, you know, uh, a, a sign of our times. The enemy is a master of distraction. And if you let him trick you, you will live a distracted, splintered, fatigued life. You'll be tired all the time and won't know why. It's because you got too many voices in your life. You're listening to and looking at too many things. You remember uh, with uh, Mary and Martha, uh, he said, Martha, Martha, you're careful and troubled about uh, many things. Mary's chosen that one thing, that good thing that won't be taken away from her Uh, We need to know the main thing and the one thing to focus on at any given time. And right now, that's faith school. Right here, right now, word of the Lord by the Spirit. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, asking you for utterance, asking you for guidance and help. And we thank you for giving it to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Look, please, in Philippians, the second chapter again, Philippians chapter 2, we've been on a study that we're calling Faith for Healing. We studied the 20 different accounts in the four Gospels. We studied some five accounts or so in the book of Acts, and now we're down to an account here in the epistles. If you weren't with us, uh, they're they're available. Just go to faithschool.org, O-R-G. And it won't cost you anything. There's no charge. And you can go through them one at a time. There's a bunch of them. There's a lot there. And it will help you. It'll feed you. It'll do just what we confess in the beginning. It'll nourish you up. It'll build you up. Uh, And it's not because uh, I did it. It's because it's the Word. The the Word of God. The Bible. In um, Philippians 2, in verse 25, we see about the, the sickness and the healing of a man named Epaphroditus. 
Verse 25, the Spirit of God through Paul said, I, I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. I want to talk a little bit more about Epaphroditus ministering to Paul's wants or needs. We, we read that a couple of classes ago in the fourth chapter. If you just look over there again, chapter 4 and 14, he said, Notwithstanding, you have well done that you did communicate with my affliction. Now here Paul, uh, the Spirit of God through him, reveals that he's calling lack affliction. Well, is it God's will that we be afflicted? That we have lack and our needs not met? No, no, it's not. He said, you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me. That word can also be translated shared with me. As concerning giving and receiving, but you only. With the Lord, his, his uh, operation of, of giving is not just giving, it's giving and receiving. It's sowing and reaping. It's when we give something at the direction of the Lord, we're not to see that as the end of something. We're to see that as the beginning of something, like when you put a seed in the ground. It's not the end. We expect that seed to germinate and grow up and produce fruit and for there to be a harvest. And that's what he goes on to say. He said, uh, even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my necessity. These are definitely uh, partners to Paul's ministry. They have sent and sent and sent. They have sent repeatedly. They're doing it on a regular basis. And he said, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. He, uh, he, he's thankful for his needs being met, but he's at least or more excited about the result it's going to be in their lives. Can you see that? The people that sowed into him. He said, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor or fragrance of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. You know, he, he mentioned to the, uh, the church at Corinth. Uh, I didn't notice it, this until recently looking at this account. In, in 2 Corinthians 11, you don't have to turn there, but 2 Corinthians 11, the Spirit of God threw Paul writing to a different church the church at Corinth. This is the church at Philippi. He said, uh, have I committed an offense in abasing myself that you might be exalted because I preached to you the gospel of God freely? I robbed other churches taking wages of them to do you service. And when I was present with you and wanted I was chargeable to no man for that which was lacking to me the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. That's these guys. Come on, can you see that? He's saying, when I was with you, ministering to you, and had needs, they didn't minister to him. But these guys, in a different place, in a different city, were sending support to him. 
Can you see that? He said, and in all things, I have kept myself from being burdensome to you, and so will I keep myself. Now this is, um, uh, some people have taken some of the scriptures on giving and receiving, and they've used them to try to manipulate people to give to them. And you can tell by what they say, they don't care about the giver. They just care about what they can get out of people. And do you, do you keep hearing what Paul is saying by the Spirit of God? He said, not just because I desire a gift, I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Do you hear that? And then he's saying, I'm, in all things I have kept myself from being burdensome to you. And so will I keep myself. Um, he, he is insistent that he is not going to charge anybody. He's not going to pull on anybody. He's not going to be a burden on anybody. How many believe Paul is a faith man? Knows how to live by faith. Is that right? Knows how to trust God. And, and God, that means he deals with people. Not you. He deals with them. And, and faith puts no pressure on people. Say that out loud, class. Faith puts no pressure on people. Now, if you're talking about a, a ministry project or a church project, that's not a personal project. That needs to be made known to the congregation. Everybody's in on it together. If it's a personal thing, you don't have to tell anybody about that. Y'all with me? And you got to watch about uh, saying it at the wrong time and way. And you certainly don't want to be dropping hints. Huh? Saying, hey, is the Lord dealing with you to do anything for me? That's a spiritual con. That's not faith. And it's not good. And uh, a person of God, a, a real person, man or woman of faith, is also a man or woman of love. You cannot separate the two. And so uh, a man or woman of love cares about you and, and not just what I can get out of you. Cares about you and wants you to be benefited and is willing to actually sacrifice if it helps you. Instead of getting you to sacrifice so it helps me. Hmm? And so uh, he said, that which was lacking to me, the brethren that came from Macedonia supplied. Uh, some years ago, um, the Lord dealt with Phyllis and I to sow a seed into some other ministers. And it was unexpected. Unexpected. And I, I thought... Uh, Lord, what? Because I, I thought it was that was being taken care of another way, and then uh, there was a prompting about us sowing it, and uh, I said, Lord, what's what's with this? I don't have to understand. I mean, if you deal with me to do it, uh, I can just obey. And the Lord quickened to me that He had dealt with other people to do it, but they weren't doing it, and the time had run out. And it needed to be done right now. And it blessed me. Because I felt like that we were some of God's go-to guys. Anybody know what I mean by that? When you need it done, you need it done right now. 
uh, he could tap you on the shoulder and say, I want you to do this right now. And, you know, they missed out on the blessing and, and we got their blessing. <laughs> so if you don't want somebody else to get your blessing, you better obey. Right? And, and you better obey without delay and without dragging your feet and without complaining and all that kind of stuff. No, how many know the Lord has your best interest in mind on everything? If he deals with you to do something, especially if it seems like a sacrifice, you better shout. Because he, right, he got something better for you. Is that right? He's got something bigger for you. And um, Phyllis and I have seen that. We, we have left, uh, I should back up and say it like this. We have believed God for houses and places to stay, better ones through the last 40 years. And, uh, uh, you know, if, if you've been believing for a nice place to stay and it took you 20 years to get there, and then one place we were in a few years ago, then the Lord dealt with us, okay, leave here and go here. We were like, oh, wow, we just got here. You know, we just, we just barely moved in. But we've learned if the Lord deals with you, he's got something better. I said, he's got something better for you uh, if you're following him I'm talking about. And so we've been through that multiple times now to the point where even if it's like the best thing you've ever had and your favorite thing, if he deals with you, okay, sow that, okay, leave that and go over here. We know, whew, better shout because it's going to be bigger and better than where we are. I actually had him ask me uh, on one of the moves we made from... uh, uh, actually from Tulsa to Branson and start the first church there. He said, Keith, do you believe I can do for you better than this, better than where you are? And uh, I said, yes, yes, I do. And we, we turned loose of a bunch of things and seemed like you were starting over from scratch. But before long, you had better than you'd ever had. Even if it takes a couple of years, how many know it pays to obey God? It pays to obey God. So Paul never put pressure on people to meet his needs, ever. Uh, look with me here in, in uh, Philippians. Just back up just a little bit to the fourth verse, Philippians 4.4. 4. He said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation, or actually some translations say your your forbearance be known to all men. The Lord's at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I've seen people and heard people say, well, you know, they say the scripture says, let your requests be made known. So I'm letting you know that I need them. <laughs> No, dear, (laughs) you didn't read the rest of the verse. Am I God? No. What did he say? Let your request be made known unto God, unto God. And any time that you're pulling on people, trying, and, and man, this happens in a lot of religious circles, guilting and shaming. Oh, you have so much, and, you know, if we could just have the money that you spend on your coffee, 
you know, we could do great things in the gospel. Well, then you're coveting my coffee money. <laughs> Is God big enough that I could have my coffee money and give you an offering too? <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't make a sacrifice, but that is not God. That guilting, that shaming, you know, you, you have so much, you owe it to this. Uh, what do I owe you? I should listen to the Lord. Is that right? I should not be moved. If I'm led by needs, I'm not led by the Holy Spirit. If I'm led by sad stories... If I'm led by people crying and pulling on me, that's me being led by them, not being led by the Holy Spirit. And you can absolutely miss it. You can miss it. Uh, you know, and, and there, are, there are so many needs in this world. You can't possibly begin to meet them yourself. You're not the source. You're not the provider. And yet you should do some things. What can you do? There's only one way to get it right. One way and one way only. What is it? As many as are led by the Spirit of God. They're the sons of God. He bears witness with my spirit about everything from me being his child to all these kind of things. He'll let you know. He'll prompt you. And sometimes it'll look like the people he's dealing with you to sow to. They don't even need it. But... People who live by faith will not be telling you sad stories. They won't be pulling on you. They won't be guilting you. If you ask them how everything is going, they'll go, great. <laughs> right? Well, we call every need met. We call every bill paid. We're going over big for God. People who really function by faith, they're not singing sad songs. They're not telling you, I'm going under next week if you don't do something for me. Because they don't believe they're going under next week. Right? They, they believe that whatever it takes, it, it's coming through. And God knows who to use, where, how, and when. When it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request, come on class, everybody said out loud, be made known unto God. Not other people. Not people who you think have money. Not people who you think, you know, you could talk into doing something for you. This shaming thing, this guilting thing is of the enemy. It's not of God. God, remember Romans 8 talks about who is he that condemns? It's not the Lord. No. God is not condemning. He will convince you of the truth. But he is not trying to guilt you and shame you. That's one of the big reasons Jesus came was to get you free from guilt. Right? Shame and condemnation. So if you are, uh, you know, playing games, trying to manipulate people and, and pull, you know, uh, on, with tears and, and sad stories and, and all of this... You have nothing to do with the Spirit of God on that. You've left Him. And you can actually be working with wrong spirits. Because they are deceivers, manipulators, liars, and thieves. So uh, 
uh, say it out loud another time, faith, faith. Puts, no puts no pressure on people. No pressure on people. On the other side of this, go with me to 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter. 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. He said, uh, the Spirit of God through Paul said, that Epaphroditus ministered to his wants, to his needs. He was an encouragement to Paul. He was a a blessing to Paul. Uh, Paul had been eating prison grub. Hmm? And uh, Epaphroditus had in a container part of Aunt Mildred's pound cake. <laughs> uh-huh. And he had a nice down jacket he could wear. Come on, are y'all listening? And he had a bunch of raisins and dates and stuff that Paul could put back and have something decent to eat and something with some vitamins in it. And he brought him a bar of soap. Huh? <laughs> Which is nice when you hadn't had one for a long time. He, he brought him a, a, a packages of things and some money that he could do things with and uh, obtain things and, uh, you know, wind up, you know, doing things like this, writing this letter and, and getting it out. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong, let all your things be done with love. I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that you submit yourselves to such and to everyone that helps with us and labors. I'm glad for the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, for that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge you them that are such. Did you notice that phrase? That these individuals, the house of Stephanus, they've addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. There's a lot of addictions you should not have. <laughs> right? That are very bad indeed. But here's a good one. Here is a good addiction. What is it? Addicted to the ministry of the saints. He said that what these individuals brought, this is a very similar thing to what Epaphroditus did. They have refreshed my spirit. It's uh, spiritual things matter more than anything else. And uh, I, I just talk from my perspective for a moment as a minister. Uh, like I said, faith people are not singing bad songs. And they're not telling you they're going to go under. But walking by faith doesn't mean you never have to use your faith. And so there have been times that I've been busy and come back in and maybe travel and be a little bit tired and and I know that there's, there's bills for this and there's bills for that and there's the other. And one of our partners sent in a big offering that just covers that and takes care of that. 
It refreshed my spirit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And it encouraged me to keep going. Right? It encouraged me. Man, you know, these guys believe in us. These, you know, they don't, you don't write checks like that if you don't believe in something, right? These, these people believe in us and they have, uh, they have, they are, what, what are they saying with this? They're saying, this ministry has blessed me. I want you to send it to somebody else. I want you to send it all over the place. Here, do this, do the, take care of this, pay for this, underwrite this. It refreshes you. It renews you. It encourages you. I mean, whatever it is that you need. I mean, if, if, you, if, you, if you're working on something and, and you get new tools, it's like, man, where's my next job? Right? <laughs> Got to use these new tools, right? If you're, a, if you're a truck driver and you get a new truck, what do you want to do? Hey, where's my next load? Man, let's get this baby in the road. And... Uh, uh, Whatever it is that your call is and your grace is, to have plenty to do it is an encouragement. And to have top-notch stuff to do it with is an encouragement. It blesses you. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful to our partners. I know many of you watching your partners with us. You helped pay for these cameras. You helped pay for all this internet stuff. You helped pay for all these lights for the studio. For You helped pay for my shirt. <laughs> it encourages me. Yes. It encur- it'll encourage your pastors. It'll encourage everybody you're a partner with. It, you want to be a part of what God is doing in the earth. The time window is brief. Uh, just a limited opportunity time. And don't despise even a small seed. You might say, well, man, it was only $5. Yeah, but when you put enough fives together, you can do something bigger, right? Don't despise a small seed because God is looking at your heart. That's the main thing. And the heart of love, can you see Epaphroditus? Why would he take this arduous, dangerous journey? Why would these people give these things? They love Paul. Can you see that? They care about Paul. They believe he's a man of God. They believe he's got a message from God. They they want him taken care of. They want him supported. They want him fed. They want him warm. They don't want him getting sick. They want him to have the materials to write his letters, the ink, the pen, the parchments, whatever he needs to get. And if we need to pay for some messengers and, and what have you, they were partners. And how many know they are and they're going to reap rewards? Yes. Rewards. I mean, we're preaching out of Philippians all this week, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and Epaphroditus, he's in heaven somewhere going, I brought that parchment to Paul. <laughs> I bought it to him. And the boy was weak before I got him that food, too, you know. So thank God we can all have a part in this. Can you say amen? Amen. Everybody said out loud, Lord, Lord, I'm glad to be a part. I want to be a part. Give me more so I can give more, so I can do more. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, that's it. Our time is up again. As you can see, 
we've got more verses to go on. We hadn't even got to the part where he got sick yet, so <laughs> much less the healed part. Is it worth taking your time, though? Is this, this is rich, rich, rich. So come back tomorrow. We'll see you again soon back here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.